0: Welcome to the e-commerce growth show brought to you by segmentify the fast
1: lean learning machine
0: the fastest learning most revenue generating personalization platform for e-commerce Welcome to the e-commerce growth show as you know this show is all about helping e-commerce merchants grow and uh, I've got a little quick story for you Um, I'm uh, this this episode actually not going to be about customer lifetime value However, um, I got my Remington shaver today, my replacement one, which was still in warranty, but the lengthened warranty, it was like three or four years old. And uh, it just goes to show really, I mean, I've been high Remington for years, um, but I had a bit of a wobble in a, in a customer experience sense because um, when I first rang up, it was like, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, no problem, no problem, we'll get you a, a replacement straight in the post. I was like, beauty. And then, about a month went by and I thought, oh, you know, it's COVID, it's lockdown, fair enough. Maybe they're late, whatever. Anyway, so eventually I started ringing them back again and then I got back to the, the company and they started just palming me off. Oh yeah, we've got this really nice one. It's an award-winning shaver, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, but that's not the one that I need. You know, I need the quick cut one. you will give me this long thing, which I, I don't want. Anyway, so it went round the houses for quite a long time and, and I was starting to get a bit disappointed, you know, with this brand at this point. And I'd just been saying to my wife like a week or so before, So know well, what, these guys are so amazing. There's no way on earth I would ever buy a shaver from anyone else in this world apart from Remington. And then it started to slowly chip away at me. I was like, actually, these guys are letting me down, man. I'm not liking this. Anyway, so eventually I got hold of this, uh, this supervisor guy um, after I spoke to another couple of people. I had to wait ages on the phone and things like that, which is all kind of eroding away this customer service type thing eventually I get with this guy, Adam, who, um, bless him, he was absolutely amazing. He said, oh, you know, we, we we send a lot of shipments straight out to concession. We don't really have stock. And I don't know whether he was pulling a fast one or not, but I saw through it all and said, look, if you've got stock in your warehouse, surely you've, you've got to have to deal with with warranties and things that are out of the normal um, retailer warranty. So you you should be able to get one, right? Or else you've got to give me some kind of refund. I've got to go, oh, gosh, try and get another one. And he was like, yeah, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll look into it. Put the phone down. Two days later, bang, brand new quick cut shaver, turns up in the post, boom, beautiful. So I can safely say my relationship with that brand has been restored, but it just goes to show from the front line, you know, me in a particular scenario with this shaver, just how important and how quickly things can change in terms of relationship with a brand. But anyway, I just thought I'd share that with you because I got my shaver about half an hour ago and I'm waiting to um, shave my ridiculously horrible looking beard off. Anyway, um, so today, we're having a bit of an interesting chat about something a little bit different with a guy called Dean Grimshaw. Now Dean is a the Business de- Development Director uh, for Foundit. And I think I met uh, Dean for the first time when I was revisiting my partnership with Greenlight Digital. Um, and uh, I didn't know this, but I uh, found it a part of the Greenlight group. And so I met Dean. And they're actually in a similar kind of space as Segmentify in terms of, uh, I won't go into detail because that's Dean's world, but it's a kind of a personalized navigation uh, type tool um, which sort of sits in the same sort of world as Segmentify, uh, machine learning and so on. And um, and we had a good old chat, went for a coffee and yarned about all sorts of stuff and uh, had, had a, a, a lot of fun. So I thought it would be awesome to get Dean on um, because he's got some Fingers in many pies around uh, life coaching, personal development, as well as obviously working as a as an accomplished uh, business director. Found it, and uh, so uh, here he is. Hey, Dean. Hey, Phil. <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, good, good. It's, fun- it's
1: funny you say in your story about Remington, actually, because since yeah. I-, I think we share the same um, style of haircut.
0: <laughs> yeah, I- if you want to do it yeah. that
1: way. I-, I say style. It's not really by choice, <laughs> but um, no, no, But how hard has it been to get all of some hair clippers?
0: Yeah. I don't know if there's certain yeah.
1: products like other products you can just get in is you know business as usual but you you yeah. mentioned in your Remington clippers made me think about getting some clippers for me barnet. I thought actually <laughs> I don't know if the, I don't know if there's an area that's slowing down but I really had a struggle. So, yeah, it's a bit random yeah. but I just yeah. <laughs> but your, yeah. your little story made me think of that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I must admit I was I am I'm, I'm restored now but I was I was on the edge, you know. Yeah, um, and and, and
1: your, what you said is absolutely correct, you know, you can get a real yeah. good relationship diminish just by not serving the customer, you know, how they're expecting to, and it can change
0: in yeah. such a small yeah. amount of time, which for yeah. our environment is crucial. Yeah. Seriously, I, I was amazed actually, because it just took that one conversation with a guy that I knew was blagging it. And I thought, what are you doing, mate? You're trying to pile me off with some other pair of clippers that you don't clearly want want, you know, yourself so yeah. you, you're trying to palm off to me i could see through that and i could see mate you don't realize what you're doing right now um in terms of your brand reputation because remington for me you know they, you know this whole idea of it painting a picture in your head yeah it's like remington when you say to the, the word to me remington i'm saying they're top of the league they are the champions league they are the dons you know if you want the best go remington you know and uh and, and so amazingly quickly it starts to erode when you start having parts of your Um, operation
1: not reflect that oh 100% especially when you've got a super fan there, starting to question themselves it's like oh no
0: don't mess with your super fans look after those boys (laughs) absolutely (laughs) VIPs man anyway so um, why don't we start off by by sort of telling telling the guys how you um, got into e-commerce I was working in sales this is back when I was a Hampshire
1: boy and I I met my my now wife Sarah and moved to Hertfordshire and when I yeah. first moved to this area, I, I just came here with, with no role. Um, this was, yeah. you know, a fair while back now, and mm-hmm. I thought, well, what do I do? And, I, and I, the first job I took was actually in uh, the sort of entertainment industry in a, a place called Top Golf, yeah. where yeah. Um, it's, it's like a driving range, stroke bowling alley. I don't know if you've ever been to a Top Golf, okay. but there is like little no, holes. It's like a driving range, and each okay. of the golf balls are chipped. So if yeah. you, if you get the ball in the hole, which is up the range, yeah. you can get points, yeah. and it comes up on your yeah. screen almost a bit like a bowling alley. So I was yeah. in that environment just because it was convenient. It was the closest one. And like a lot of convenient jobs, I ended up staying there a bit too long. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, I need to get back into this sales lot. I need to get back into this sales lot. And yeah. I didn't really know how to do it. And I've typically been that kind of guy that things just happen when they need to. So yeah, I yeah. kind of just quit my job without yeah. the next job being ready. <laughs> yeah, And I thought, yeah something will come up like when i put when i actually put my feet to the fire things turn up but yeah i, I kind of have to make that commitment of that step first yeah. so i quit my job not knowing what i was going to do next and it kind of got dangerously close that i really was going to be heading into absolutely nothing and i was like oh no what do i do so yeah. i went around my network i asked my pals all, all the people i knew yeah. from my old sales world i said do you know anything yeah. going you know i, yeah. I, I kind of need to be doing something so give me a buzz if anything comes up and yeah. weirdly i went on a holiday to wales which yeah. is, is something for me whenever i go on holiday to wales something happens i don't know why i've got no uh, yeah. I've, I've got absolutely no logical reason for it but it just yeah. does so when i'm at a loose right. end i go on holiday to wales because so i love the brecon beacons and yeah. when i'm walking around the brecon something clicks into place and sure enough i was doing a waterfall walk and my phone went and yeah. it was a guy who I didn't know who he was, but he'd got my details from a mutual friend and said, I hear you're a salesman and you're at a bit of a loose end. Could you do uh, tele sales working from home? I said, well, absolutely I could. Yeah. So what's the deal? And he said, oh, it's working for this digital agency. They, they, they want to do some lead generating campaigns. Yeah. Um, finish your holiday. We'll, we'll we'll catch up properly and check it out. So yeah. Long story short, I arranged to meet this guy in Liverpool Liverpool Street in a coffee shop literally an hour before the pitch for this new um, business that I was going to be working for. Yeah. And not at this stage, I, I didn't even know how to spell SEO. And if he'd asked me to spell PPC, I'd have had to double check it. So I was completely new to the digital world. I was completely yeah. new to e-commerce. But that's what I was going into. I went into a digital agency. And as it worked out, it was the Greenlight Digital Group. Literally, I left London, got on the train, and I bumped into Warren Cowan, who was the CEO of Greenlight when I first worked at Greenlight. And he's now the CEO of of Foundit, which is a technical arm of the Greenlight Digital Group. And and it's the natural evolution of Hydra. So I literally bumped into him on the train. He said, oh, what are you doing these days? I said, well, I literally just walked out of a job. Oh, and then the following morning, <laughs> the following morning, I was in his office with uh, Chris, Chris Dunn, the COO of yeah. uh, Foundit, yeah. and he said, "Well, how would you like to try something?" And today, on the business development director
0: of Foundit, awesome. That sounds great. <laughs> so it's quite and a weird just, and wonderful journey, but <laughs> no, absolutely. And I know I kind of mentioned it earlier, but I, I still haven't fully got my head around what Foundit does technically. I mean. I know, I know, because we we've chatted about it along the lines of the personalization space, but it's not the same, is it? It's not it's not about necessarily just on-site personalization, is it? Is it to do with more of the navigational side of where people go on a website when they enter it from a certain SEO standpoint?
1: Yeah, so it's, it's a good question. So I try not to get too hung up on the applications of what Founder is. So Founder, in its rawest sense. Is a data platform which is designed yeah. to understand the intent of the customer. So right. um, going back on our background, you know, from Greenlight Digital Group, which is predominantly a search based digital marketing agency, you know, yeah. we've got a lot of understanding yeah. of the keyword and how it works. And mm-hmm. we, we sort of condensed all that down and originally yeah. found it was kind of designed to be an SEO product to target the keyword. But in one of those sort of weird pivots, we realised actually, well. Instead of chasing the keyword we want to chase, why don't we look pri- you know, primarily at what it is the customer wants? So instead of like chasing the keyword per se, it was like, well, what keyword did the customer put into Google to get into this website? What are they putting into the internal search engines when they're on the site? What, what is it they're looking for? What, what are they clicking on? What the relationships yeah. between the products? And yeah. from that, we built out, well I say we, like I did. I'm the sales guy, I didn't build nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but the, <laughs> the, <they're> all... <laughs> yeah, the founder team built a, a data platform which is completely designed around understanding the customer intent. So it's right. done on a page level on the site. What is it the customer wants? And and right. then we work from almost a, an ideology really. of If you knew what the customer was looking for, would you lay yeah. this page out differently? Yeah. Um, and then which touches on what we're kind of known for most, that the core solution is navigation. So right. if on a given page we know that the most likely thing they want next is X, Y, and Z, well, wouldn't it be handy if there was an easy way to get to X, Y, and Z from this page, <laughs> yeah. um, which is the core yeah. of what we do? But you know, as it transpires, you know, once people understand the data and what's behind yeah. it, a lot of new ways of using it come up And because it's a a relatively small, innovative team, there's a lot of agility there with how it can be applied. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Deliberately for a long time, we kind of avoided the personalization space because we can do it. We kind of do do it, but it was a very competitive space and we we didn't have a brand in that area. So a lot lot of our data does definitely overlap into that area of, well, we know what everyone wants. We know all the relationships. So we could and we do create personalization. But yeah. the key thing for yeah. us is, well, what what it, what does the customer want? And that's where the data platform spits out that yeah. information. And then it's a case of, right now we know this. What is the best way to utilize it on the site for for maximum bang for buck? You know, where yeah. can you get where can you get the most value out of these yeah.
0: insights and this information? Yeah. And well, yeah, sounds really interesting. We should probably pick it up pick up on it again in another session or something. But um, obviously we we can if the guys want to get in touch with you about Foundit, then we can. We can we can cover that off a bit later on oh absolutely um, and then so the other thing we were going to we we're going to touch on briefly was um the other thing that you're really passionate about which is personal development um, life coaching personal training that kind of side of things which is something that I'm very passionate about as well um, that kind of ongoing pursuit of self-awareness and emotional intelligence and building great teams and being a great leader and one of the big things you we were talking about earlier was the whole idea about change being something which uh, innately to humanity actually is is something that's very difficult typically to handle yeah um particularly at the moment with covid and lockdowns and changes in routines and so on and i mean even for myself you know having gone from a kind of a traveling to london and back role four or five times a week to suddenly being at home every day even though i've got my two kids and, and my other half here i still found that difficult and still am adjusting to the fact that i've got to really build a new routine that replaces what I would built before and not particularly loving having to do that Um, so I suppose the other element we were going to talk about was how do we um, embrace change how how, you know along these lines of um, the personal development side and the life coaching side bring us to some of that stuff to the table that you've experienced okay
1: yeah that's interesting so So in
0: the noughties, I did study a
1: life coaching qualification um, and around about 2010, I I took on the personal trainer qualification as well because, you know, personal development and sort of trying to be the best we can be, it's always been a part of me and and something I've just been naturally curious about and naturally Mm. wanted to continually study because it's a massive topic, right? (laughs) You know, you you can spend your lifetime studying it and you can still only touch the size of what's possible. so. And there were periods as well where, you know, it was going to be my self-employed business and it was going to be what I was going to do. So I was extremely passionate about it. But I'm I'm, I'm a family man. I've got four babies now. And it (laughs) got got to the stage when the first one was born, where the wife looks at me and says, you need to have a nice stable job, a nice stable income. So I kind of I kind of parked it as being my full time employment, but I never parked personal development. And no. I do think, you know, especially in the sales industry and even yeah. people in marketing, when we're dealing with people all the time, personal development mm. and understanding people and understanding, you know, what, what makes us tick is, is a massive benefit, really, to A, mm. managing ourselves, but B, getting the most from what we do. So yeah. it's interesting you mentioned that whole point about change, though, because one mm. thing everyone will say that the only constant there is, is change. And mm. we all know this. We all talk about it. We all mention it. But when it comes mm-hmm. to change, re, people are awful at it. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're just not very good yeah, at change, like you know. Yeah. And innately, the body doesn't want anything to change. It doesn't want anything to be different. Yeah. And, but, l- like it, love it or loathe it, it, it changes come in regardless. Um, yeah. Although yeah. none of us could have predicted what's happened with COVID nineteen. Like so, in that respect, change has happened on a scale, which you know. It's probably sped up like 10, 20 years of change in the space of a month, yes. and yeah. you know, so yeah. people are panicked. Like as soon as you change, people change their entire routine. There's all this stress levels, and you get a lot of people, you know, saying, "Well, I can't wait for things to go back to normal," um, mm-hmm. which is one yeah. of the which is part of the human condition, right? We we want routine, yeah. we want things to be normal, yeah. and it all comes down to you know our paradigms and our beliefs and mm-hmm. the way the mind works because so much of us mm-hmm. and our habits is literally run on autopilot and then all of a sudden yeah. when when you change yeah. the entire program it's like yeah. you know you're, you're trying to trigger all these automated habits and all of a sudden they they're just they're, they're not relevant anymore <laughs> you know your your morning yeah. routine of having your shower and then getting ready to work and you know getting yeah. your suit on it's like well i don't need a suit anymore Well do i get a suit on anyway yeah. i don't know like you know <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then it's like well, I had, I had to have my breakfast at this time so i could be at the bus station and get to the train station yeah. but now i don't have to be at the train station anyway so why am i i don't know everyone even the yeah. most mundane things all of a sudden scramble yeah. the mind because the whole routines yeah. out of sync you know and, and then so, and then yeah. nine to five becomes well I'll start at eight but yeah. and I, yeah. I noticed this as well with a lot of colleagues they were actually working longer because they just weren't sure yeah. what to do with themselves they were getting to their their, yeah. their workstation at like eight finishing at six and they was actually working longer days and they didn't know if it was the right thing to do they didn't know if it was wrong they, sh- they didn't know if they should be working harder and there was just so yeah. much confusion so yeah Personally, like I'm not immune to it. You know, I'm a human being as well. And when it all kicked yeah. off for me, I just went straight back into my own personal development and really deep dived into it to really
0: sort of, yeah. Yeah. I suppose, steady myself. You know, because yeah, yeah, it's like yeah. what's going on here. So did, you know, how did you do that? I mean, yes. Yeah, so te- tell us. I mean, in terms of handling change better, and, and what does that mean to go, you know, deep into yourself and stuff from your perspective? Well, for me, it's always about finding that that center line.
1: Because one of the things that I was, became more and more aware of is that we get so involved in our activity that we forget who we are and what we were trying to achieve in the first place, if that makes sense. Yeah. There's a, a strength and conditioning coach called Dan John. And I always remember him, one of his bits of work where he says, the key thing is to always keep the goal as the goal. Because typically yeah. what will happen is you set yourself a goal goal. You start working towards that you set milestones, you set micro goals, you set daily goals, weekly goals, daily hourly goals. And the next thing you know, in yeah. the space of all these goals, tasks, milestones and to-do lists, you've forgotten what you was trying to achieve in the first place. <laughs> you know, and, yeah. and we, we see it all the time in things like e-commerce where they go, right, what's our one goal this year? And they might say, We're gonna increase the conversion rate or something like that. And then they go, right, well to do that, we're gonna to have to do this, we'll do that, we'll do that, we'll have to focus on this, do that. And next thing you know, they've got like a whole processes and plans and roadmaps and all these different milestones and projects and markers and KPIs, mm. then at the end of the year, mm. someone goes, well, did it increase conversion? Well oh, I forgot all about that. Like it, it just sort of goes off in all these different directions. You know, they're all fantastic stuff. But yeah, it, and it's something we're all prone to. We get so involved in the activity, we forget what we're actually trying to do. So yeah, and I caught myself fighting for normality. And then I yeah. thought, well, what? forget normality for a second or well, what is it you actually want <laughs> what, what is it you actually yeah. want to achieve or and there's a common thing in coaching and most life coaches come across the same thing yeah. when they're dealing yeah. with you know clients and coaches as they call them it's like yeah most people don't get what they want because they don't actually know yeah. what they want so yeah. they get so they start flapping and, and getting all flustered i guess about change yeah. but Like anything, like when you get caught off track, if you imagine it like a a plane that's going between London and New York, and if it sort of gets in turbulence, the key thing is, well, get back to track. You know, if it gets blown Mm. off course, you get back to that center line, if that makes sense. And the key thing for me was to readdress myself, well, what is that center line? And you'll find a lot of the reason people flap is because they get blown off course Mm. and they're trying to get back to the center line, and the center line unfortunately had become all the activity but the activity wasn't really serving them as an individual or their goals the activity was just part of life that happened to them if that makes sense so so now they're finding well they can't get back on center track with the activity because Mm. you can't leave Mm. the house you can't commute you can't go to London you can't do face-to-face you know you can't just go and buy that dress in the fashion shop anymore because all the shops are shut so they're trying to get back on the central line with activity. Yeah. It's like, but what is yeah. it you actually want? And they go, well, I don't know. You know, well, I've been so busy for so long, busy being busy. I don't know what I want. <laughs> um, yeah. and, and, and I think that's where a lot of the, the stress
0: I go, I, I suppose, for a lot of people came from. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting. I mean, if, if somebody uh, – uh, it's fascinating to hear that, obviously, coming from your perspective as somebody who's passionate about life coaching and done it, you know. So, I mean, in terms of, like, the, the average person – us guys listening to it and maybe we are in autopilot maybe we are doing our everyday stuff and that's been blown off course and then we're just trying to navigate a new way to sort of do the activity we were doing before in a different way but that's not really the vision or the goal or whatever Hmm. how how does one go about if they're interested in in trying to investigate what that goal of their life is yeah that's a good
1: question and it's very personal to the individual because course for, for a lot of people you know when you speak to them for the first time let, let's assume you're doing a coach coachy session or something and i've had this in the past yeah. where yeah. where it's happened to me and people go I, I don't know what my goal is now yeah you can work on it for an hour or two but don't be surprised yeah. if the first time you ask the question you don't work it out that day <laughs> um, it, sometimes there is a bit of a process yeah. to it sometimes you've really got to dig into yeah. it and the key thing people always start with is, well, what do you enjoy doing? Like, if, you know, if, if money wasn't relevant, if you know, you had all the time in the world, what would you do? Like, what, what, what would you like to do? Because, and, and this is another challenge as well, and it is, it's going back to really sort of personal goal achievement. But most people, when you say, what do you want? They're already thinking in terms of the filters of what they think they can achieve, if that makes sense. So they go... Well, I'm not going to say I want that because it's not even achievable. It's not possible. So I don't know what I want, if that makes sense. And people have to really dig deep to to work out what they want. And it's um, it's typically because people are thinking through the filters of what they think is actually achievable.
0: Right. Interesting. Yes, you were saying about people not necessarily knowing what it is that their goal is right yeah absolutely
1: you know and, and if you look at e-commerce business like we're so ingrained in the one-to-one meetings and the processes you know and especially yeah. working in sales you know if yeah. we're not out on the road what do we actually yeah. do so to speak and oh i don't know if it's going to be a good sales meeting if uh, we're not eyeball yeah. to eyeball over a table because i don't really like doing it on zoom and i don't like doing this but mm that's all looking at it from an activity perspective the idea is well what do we want well we want to create good relationships We want to you know grow the business we want to get our brand out yeah. there or, or all the different things What what is it that you want like what was the purpose of the company in the first place and instead of yeah. thinking of it from an activity point of view just think mm. well what do we need to achieve you know what what were we supposed to achieve mm. limitations have changed but limitations never really block the goal if that makes sense it only blocks yeah, yeah. the old yeah. ways of doing things yeah and sure. you know and what about, like, sorry go on mate. yeah i was just saying like everything's changed and you can fight it yeah. or you can embrace it either way it's here exactly. and yeah, yeah. we
0: might as well make yeah. the most of it right <laughs> yeah yeah i know completely i was going to say about um when we're talking about goals and visions and um you know the purpose if you like behind the activity that, that's driven from the purpose. Um, what are your thoughts on you know the, the, the kind of importance of general sort of self-awareness around all of this? So that, for example, if you're a leader or you're running a brand or you're running a team or you're not running a team, you know, and you're going into work and you're doing e-commerce and you're doing your marketing whatever it is, what, what are your thoughts around the whole pursuit of self-awareness, personality testing, Myers Briggs, EQI, all that kind of stuff. Good question.
1: I, I think awareness is everything. To be honest, like mm. you know, you, you can't rectify a problem that's not a problem, right? <laughs> and yeah. part of the challenge, you know, and I can I can only speak for myself, but the more my awareness grows, the better I become as a person because I become more aware uh, of the yeah. situation and yeah. and the things that need addressing. Because yeah. let's face it, you know, part of why I got into personal development is because. of all our lives run on autopilot. And the reason personal development has been such a big thing for me is because I learned a long time ago that I can intellectually understand something and it can Mm -hmm. do zero to change my life (laughs) because You know, I, I can understand something in my conscious mind. Like, for instance, I can be told that an activity doesn't serve me or a behavior doesn't serve me. A personality trait yeah. doesn't serve me. A habit doesn't serve me. And I can, and it can be explained to me. And I go, do you know what? You're 100% correct. I completely agree. And what you're saying makes absolute sense. And I'm a convert. I'm into it. Mm. And then tomorrow, yeah. i just revert back to my old pattern. Because you know, it's, it's, it's our self image and it's our subconscious, which is, which is driving the bus. And that's why yeah. I work so hard personally on personal development, because you can't yeah. just consciously yeah. understand it and expect your life to change. No. You, you've got to no. work on it. And that's why it, yeah. it, it, it needs a routine. It needs repetition. It needs all these things. Yeah. And it needs you to yeah. continually yeah. focus on yeah. what, it, well, what are you trying to achieve? Where are you trying to go? Because Great.
0: and it sounds to me like it's, that's exactly why a coach exists, because I was just about to say to you, you know, you you, you you detect the change or you you identify the the glass ceiling or whatever it might be. And then, like you say, you've got to work at it. But that requires self-discipline. It requires new routines. And I assume, you know, that the beauty of life coaching and, and uh, this mentoring side of it means that you've got somebody that can hold you accountable, that can help you with your routines and structures and, put you know, put regular um, guidance in place to get you to that goal, right? Oh, absolutely!
1: Like you know, most coaches will tell you that you know they don't give you anything; it all comes from within you. All they're really doing yeah. is holding the mirror up so you can yeah. see it. Now, yeah, I know. I know when I've been coached many a time, people will say to me, "Like, why do you keep saying this?" And I'll be like, "I don't know. I don't know what you mean." And they said, "Well, I've got a notepad here, <laughs> and you and you've yeah. said this phrase like twenty-eight times, like in the last half hour. Like, mm-hmm. why do you keep saying it?" and I won't even yeah. notice I'm saying it. And it'll be like basically reaffirming some of my limiting beliefs, something like maybe, oh, well, I can't do that. Well, that's not me. And, you know, that's not the sort of thing I can achieve. And I might not even yeah. realize I'm saying it. But the truth yeah. is, and it goes back to NLP, when anybody mm-hmm. says the words I am, whatever they say yeah. next is extremely powerful. So make a conscious mm-hmm. choice to say something positive. Because if you say I am and then literally um, verbalize mm-hmm. a limitation, it's like, well, yeah. that basically is a deep part of your subconscious. Mm. And yeah. the fact that you'll keep going over that script means it's deep in there mm. and it's a barrier yeah. that you can't overcome un- until yeah. you iron it out. And yeah. more times than I care to admit, I've had those barriers and blockages and I've been completely yeah. unaware of them. Like I'm, yeah. I might like, like yeah. and using that example yeah. with the coach where he says, you've said it X amount of times in the past half hour. I, I didn't yeah. even know I was saying it yeah it physically no. was coming out of my mouth and as soon as yeah, you've yeah. got that awareness as, as you pointed out as soon as you've seen it in the cold light of day you go right that's something yeah. i want to rectify and you know there's ways yeah. to work these things out as i've yeah. sort of touched on just now you can't just suddenly be conscious of it and you're cured yeah. it does require work and practice and then yeah. as you also said that's where the accountability comes in <laughs> Because yeah. let's face yeah. it, like if, if I don't have to do the press ups, I won't, right? <laughs> but yeah. you know, no one, no one can do my press
0: ups for me. <laughs> no, no one can no one can lose the weight for me or whatever it is you're you're looking to try and do. Like you know,
1: well that's exactly um, no, it. it's,
0: yeah. No, I mean it's it's really interesting stuff, um, Dean. And um, I mean, obviously we've we've chatted top level really about a couple of different themes here. One, obviously, is the whole kind of Found It tech side and how that helps businesses. And then, obviously, on the other side is what you're also passionate about around personal development and life coaching and so on. I mean, tell the guys, if they're interested in either of those things um, or both, um, what's the best way to get hold of you? Yeah, well, you find me on
1: LinkedIn. So Dean Grimshaw, business development director at Found It. Uh, Found It website is foundit.com. And it's it's Found It, all one word. Mm -hmm. Uh, for the website, for the brand it's found it with an exclamation mark. But obviously for the purposes of the website, just foundit.com. And there you find out all the, you know, the work we've been doing, the people we've been doing work with and an an overview of the data platform itself. In terms of myself, you know, during this process, I've been getting quite back into my personal development and really sharing more content around it. So I put my own blog up, which is deangrimshaw.com, Dean Grimshaw with an E on the end of Grimshaw um i I like to think there was a lovely story about the e on the end but i think i found out a a few generations back it was because my family couldn't read or write so i think i think i think a registrar just added the e on and we weren't we weren't weren't clever enough to say it was wrong there was just like an x in the box so so i'd love to say it's because we're a posh version of Grimshaw's, but i'm not entirely sure that's true (laughs) but yes, i've got dean as 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 the blog and i've also got a podcast up for Dean Grimshaw's work in progress podcast and work in progress being that we're all growing daily, right? All all trying to be better than we were yesterday. And I get some sort of fantastic guests on there where they sort of share their pearls and
0: their wisdom, you know, what they've been doing that works for them. Excellent. That sounds great. So just to finish off then, um, what about a couple of, um, I don't know, top level tips or tricks or anything like that around personal development that the guys could take away if they're interested in in actioning something kind of right now?
1: Well, I would say start with the end in mind. And yeah. if you haven't thought of it already or you don't know it, you know, really think about what you want. Because, you know, depending on what you believe, like, you know, you've only got one shot and a lot of people kind of live their life for other people's without realising it if that makes sense. Mm. They do it because, mm. you know, that's what family members think of them, what their parents want them to be and, you know, what their work colleagues want them to be. But I don't think people spend enough time really thinking about what they actually want. And when I say that to people, I say, well, take away the limitations and the filters of what you think you can and can't do. What is it yeah. you actually want? Because the truth is, none of us really know what we're capable of. Um, yeah. And the, and we are capable of much more than we realise. But the first thing is, a hey, what do you want? And then really get to the understanding that you actually could do it you know <laughs> and, yeah. and now that you know what yeah. you want and now you realize actually you can do it what would yeah. be the first thing you need to do and it is yeah and i'd love to say it was really complex and complicated but the crux of it is that simple you know yeah. all of the tips yeah. and tricks really is just to help people realize that they actually can do it yeah yeah whereas a lot of people yeah. put these barriers in place um mm. but that's, that's the first thing really know what you want and not not yeah. what you should want not what other people mm. want you to want, yeah. What you really you want, yeah. yeah, yeah. What do you want? And what do you really? I really tell want? you what, yeah. What I tell you what I want, what I really really want, yeah. No, don't go there, man. Please don't go there. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, you have. I know. Oh, I know, I know. You, you, I can't undo it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you can't oh, no, undo no,
0: it. it. No. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. I'd
1: say that if you really do know what you want, though, you're ahead of most people. Yeah. Um, you know for sure. It's, it's, Sure. you know it's amazing how many people just don't really ask the question or don't think that yeah. they're worthy enough to ask the question and
0: yeah. yeah there we go do it ask the question fantastic well listen thanks dean so much great chat and uh thanks everyone for listening uh, there's some uh, interesting stuff in there for sure um <laughs> so uh, yeah i'll we'll have to get you back on dean as well i think for, for yeah yeah well thanks for the invite in the future hey not not at all Um, So it just remains for me to say, if you haven't done so already, please uh, register at uh, segmentify.com forward slash slash podcast. Um, You'll get all the new podcasts. Obviously, Deans will be up there and all the other ones that have been out already if you haven't heard them. Uh, And also, um, do get in touch if you want to be on the show, whether you want to be involved in any way, have any questions, or you've got any particular topics you want me to uh, research and um, talk to people about. Uh, And as you know, I'm at phil at segmentify.com. So, uh, yeah, thanks again, everyone. Thank you, Dean, again. And uh, I look forward to speaking to you. Yeah, thanks, Dean. And um, look forward to speaking to you all again soon.
1: Put us to the test and let us prove we can drive more revenue for you. Sign up for a completely free proof of concept or split test against your current provider, set up
0: and optimized by our team within a few days at segmentify.com/slash/demo.